In this country, some truths aren't self-evident. In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, a collection of stories as wide-ranging and real as the people who tell them, we celebrate the Black experience for all its soul and richness. Search NPR Black Stories, Black Truths wherever you get podcasts. Hey, what's up, missionaries? Just want to give you a little bit of a heads up in case you didn't heed the warning um, on the front of the podcast cover there that this chat with Tony Todd is completely uncensored. It is uncensored straight from the door. Tony Todd does not pull any punches. He's a huge fan of everything New England sports. I'm a huge Philadelphia sports fan. So the show takes off right from there and it goes and goes and goes. Um, so I'm just giving you a heads up that this, this show is raw. A little bit of a backstory. Tony Todd and I met a few years ago at a play reading in Philadelphia that where, excuse me, it wasn't in Philadelphia. It was actually in New York. Um, we both were cast in this play reading of an original play that a friend of mine actually, uh, had done and we hit it off really well there at that reading he soon became a a um a guest on my black tribbles show where he took on the tribbles moniker of shaka zulu tribble um and has been a, a guest on our show a couple of times ever since and even just in in passing we will you know send texts to one another just to check on one another and see how each other is is doing which is why you hear uh instant camaraderie between us as we uh as this interview kicks off um he is a extremely extremely uh talented actor that goes without saying but he is also someone who does not take himself super seriously despite the chops that he has is a very cool dude is no joke um just a really really great guy and i'm proud to say that i can call him a friend so it's really cool so enjoy the michelle missions very special conversation with tony todd i think we are i think we are good I just want to do one other thing, just to be on the safe side. If y'all could just bear with me yeah, for we'll a moment. Yeah, bear with you. It's all good. Okay. Uh, Vince, we have a, Vince, Yan- a Yankee game to get to, though. We do or die. You guys aren't even in the mix. Don't be laughing at that. And I don't really see those Eagles going much further either. But okay, so don't stop with me today. <laughs> Okay, you guys got to worry about the NFC East, okay? Because that division is shit. Fuck, the Giants can come back on that shit. <laughs> this is an, I'm sorry. Is this sports call-in show, Philly? I'm sorry. Pump your brakes, man. I only say it because I got so many friends in Philly, and I love y'all. But y'all got to y'all got to take it step by step. Because <laughs> you know my first. You know, 
no more sliding up no greased uh, lampposts and shit, okay? <laughs> Act like you got some class. <laughs> we got to act like we've been here before. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, a little bit. I saw brothers act out like there, we're too, climbing up some grease lightning poles. <laughs> shit. <laughs> home with their pants all greasy and shit full of Crisco. Come on. <laughs> or they could just lay down on the griddle and be ready to sizzle up some steak sandwiches, you know? I don't know. You better stop me while I'm not on the roll, because I got some shit to say to Kevin Hart, too. Okay? Uh, oh. Whoa. 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 You can't cut that up, yo, yo. You can't come. I'm good. I'm good. I'm, I'm over it. I really am. I'm over it. I'm good. Nice. Nice. That's my favorite country, man. Fort stop. Stop. <laughs> see, see, my, my, my co-host, my co-host on the Michelle Mission, Vince, who's going to the line, Vince. Um, hey, he's man, not a sports head at all. He's not a sports head at all. So, oh, good. Okay, right, so it's right. Just you. Just, it's just, just you. I'm bugging out hearing this voice talking about but, the Eagles in sports. Well, you know, you don't have to go far to duplicate that meat they put in the mystery steak sandwiches, you know. Just, uh, but the oh, oh, oh. count hasn't been that high this year. That's oh. more like a toggle thing. I'm sorry. <laughs> Oh, my God, you're talking so much shit. You're talking so much shit. I don't All these fucking beans that stung the fuck out of your mouth, sir. Yeah, I know. I'm all, my lips are all puffed up. I don't know what I'm saying. I'm at the Detroit Lions. Then they get this ball out there. I'm sorry. Forgive me. Wasn't it Atlanta the year before that? Because we did go back to back. Don't make me list. Okay, we only did these twice as sorry-ass Eli Manning. So forget about those and the loss of y'all. We still got five in a decade. We're good. But I saw all those. I saw all those posts on Twitter. We beat y'all. We took it down. Oh, we got this now. I need some more cheese whiz. Shit. Oh my God. Come on, man. I got an Odyssey Creed, you know, Assassin's Creed Odyssey to break into today. And I'm a Yankee. <laughs> I need some open world playing, man. I need some oh, playing. Okay. All right. They say All that right. the chickens and the eagles attack you in, attack you in uh, Assassin's Creed. So I don't give a damn about no chickens. I love me and chickens. have a love affair, but me and them damn eagles? Oh, no. <laughs> He's talking shit. He yeah, talking I didn't even know what an Eggo wing was. Right out the box. Man, come on, have some Eggo wings. So what the fuck is that, man? Eggo wings. <laughs> one wing took up the whole plate, and it had feathers on it. Okay, I'm on a roll. You need to stop me, man. Stop. Okay, all right, guys. <laughs> stop. Let's get serious. This is what when black people get together trying to talk serious shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you think I don't know who Oscar Michelle is, okay? <laughs> okay. I'm one of those ignorant Negroes to you know, get a role one day and think they know the history of black cinema in two seconds. Oscar Michelle is our pioneer. And this is the Michelle, what is it called? The Michelle what? The Michelle uh, Mission. The Michelle Mission. That's a very good title. All serious, seriousness included now. Very respectful, very good title. More brothers, well, you know about Oscar Michelle. Well, I appreciate that, man, because what what our mission is is that every week we review a different black film. It's it, it totally like that. And what you can maybe help us with, because there's been this ongoing for like 
130 episodes now, this ongoing dialogue of exactly what is a black film? What's a black film to you, Tony Todd? Okay, let's look at the Leprechaun series. Is any other brother killed in one of those? In the <laughs> Leprechaun film series? Oh, yeah, that's right. We had Leprechaun in the hood. That's I was about to say, lepre- <laughs> we had Leprechaun in the hood one and two. Oh, I forgot. I didn't see the sequel. <laughs> yeah, it was a lot of unanswered questions at the end of the Leprechaun in the Hood. Yeah, yeah. Mm. You guys know true story. Years ago, when uh, the whole duets were really hot, and then you may know this story already, they wanted to do a Candyman versus Leprechaun. If you go to my Instagram page right now, at Tony Todd Official, that was at Con Devlin's Monster Museum. And I'm going through it. I'm all chill. I'm nowhere near the East Coast. I don't have to get any, you know, things that are going to make my nose bleed, you know, <laughs> in terms of sports. And I'm walking around the corner. What do I see is a life-size mashup of Leprechaun. All respect to Warwick Davis, but I had to take a picture while I was knocking his ass out. <laughs> I thought of that idea. I'm not in to make no short movies, man. I don't do short plays. I don't do short movies. <laughs> Leprechaun in the Hood Part 3, <laughs> or 3.0, whatever it is. <laughs> See, this is just all this laughter we're getting. Anyway, Oscar Micheaux, for those that don't know, Oscar Micheaux was the first film pioneer of all kinds in American history. He was True. a son of jazz, a son of slavery, a son of industrial revolution, and he was a one-man wrecking crew. He would take his own camera, his own equipment, his own black friends and people that he knew from Harlem, take him down to the studios, which usually bordering the south near Atlanta, before the Atlanta explosion we know now. And I think all told, he made over 120 films, half of which have been destroyed or lost because they sat in a warehouse in Tyler, Texas, and people didn't want to know about this black filmmaker that like made all these legendary films before any of us modern people got a hold of a camera. That's true. You know, yeah, and uh, unfortunately, some of them were learning lessons. He was learning as he go because he didn't have film school back then. There wasn't film school for Negroes. There wasn't, no. you know, film school for colored folks. There wasn't uh, film school. There wasn't film school. You know, we were filmed when the incident in Birmingham happened with those beautiful black girls blown up and mm. the dogs loose of us on that square. They were filming that. We were in that film. True that. You know, the water hoses. Right. True that. I never True forget that. a moment of what came before us, folks, and I don't think uh, as uh, American citizens we should ever forget. And uh, you know, as long as we don't, well, I'm not angry at nobody. I'm not angry at uh, the person of another race, a uh, person that believes in another sports team. Nobody. But <laughs> if you come, play in my field, bring your A game. You know, win it, play it to win it. And uh, let's learn to listen to each other and respect. There's things I can learn from people of all races, as there are things that people would learn from us as United Black People of America if they would only listen. Right. Hello? I'm here. I'm I'm here. Okay, okay. yeah, yeah, it sounds like it. Oh, yeah. Let me me pick it up. No. Then how you did that play, man? Uh, I've been I've been lovely, man. Everything has been grooving. Uh, triples have been blowing up, won awards and the whole nine, and and we're still rocking and rolling. You called me to do this. I said I'd do whatever you guys needed anytime, anywhere. So well, you well you shock a Zulu triple, brother. I haven't we haven't forgotten. 
certainly. And did you did you ever get do the play? I think you told me you were getting ready. We did do it. We did do it. We did it. In we never did it in Philly, but no, we did do it in Philly for like for one night only. But then we did it for a three week run in off off Broadway. Oh, that's fantastic! Why didn't you tell me? I would have looked up for the reviews. I think, dude, it was like it was, it was, it was the month that we did it. I, I hate to t- say it, man. It was like the month of like hell as far as like rain and snow in New York and like a wow. big hurricane. And it, it it did not do well. Wow. <laughs> Sandy or what? Was that after? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, okay. yeah, um, yeah. It was um, it was crazy, was man. So why was not called? What, what was the deal? I was. <laughs> I, I don't I don't know, but that's my mistake. Right. That's my that's uh, my mistake. Another case of a black man letting he grab his lunch box, sports site, and he don't know what sports site is. Here we go. Here we go. I would have gone down to manpower. I would have showed up there at five forty five. Said y'all got some jobs for a temporary out of work black actor. What are my qualifications? Uh, I don't feel like choking the shit out of you, and I just want to keep money in my pocket. Yeah, we don't get more work. <laughs> so you come up with an attitude. There's a reason for that attitude, folks. Oh, my God. I knew this was a bad idea. Uh- <laughs> Dude, no, I mean, I probably wasn't available anyway, but I had fun doing that reading. It was good. No, it was, it was fun. It was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. Um, okay, so, so we're we are talking to Tony Todd, Vince and I talking to Tony Todd, yeah. The star of <laughs> the star of, of Candyman and I know that Vince Vince I'm I know you hear this all the time. But you have literally scared the hell out of Vince for over twenty years. That's why you did so quiet. quiet. Yeah, well, quiet. well I was just letting you talk. Okay. I was letting you Oh, you know, okay, Vince. Go. But but it all was right. weird hearing the Candyman voice talking about the Yankees. So that wasn't Candyman's voice. That was Tony's voice. Tony Candyman don't talk like that. Candyman oh, okay. talks in the iambic perimeter. You know what I mean? He's just a be my victim. He's, he's, just a, he's a man of few words. He's you know, yeah. he's just a woman he loves. Approaching thirty years in uh, existence. That's great. And I'm sure wow. you the Jordan Peele rumors by now, which are yeah. mostly yeah, true. We so we'll see what happens to that. See how it pans out. Yeah. I know he's a fan, so uh, we've been both involved in several uh, horror documentaries this year. One, the Eli Roth one, and another that's uh, exclusively blacks in cinema uh, documentary, where they reached out and they got some obscure people like Billy Dee Williams. Uh, I think they talked to Lou Gossett, Keith David, you know, not the people who not the average go-to guys. The more, most black actors that are working, working, have done at least a horror film. Stephen Williams did the Jason Takes Manhattan, you know, because you know there's brothers in Manhattan. Right, <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Out in them corn cobs and open fields, and man, we might not get so many, but <laughs> <There's> <laughs> right. Ones that, Stupid enough to go into an old, decrepit, dirty house, you know, where you <laughs> right. hear the sound of blonde tendrils screaming. There's no need for that. 
Well, I, I guess yeah, my, I know. I threw out a word like tendrils. That's right. I actually went to college. I got my master's. <laughs> I have command of my languages. <laughs> Such a big old Shut word. your Boston ass up. <laughs> Go ahead, Vince. Go ahead, Vince. No, no, no. I, you know, I'm always curious about a role like this. Did you know immediately it was going to be something special? I felt that, yeah. This is early in my career. You know, 92 had only been in the game professionally for about four years at that point. Um, but, you know, I got uh, I got my master's in theater. That's So I had seven years of honing the craft, working with all the playwrights that we never get a chance to actually do on stage. You know, the Ibsens, the Saws, the Pentagon, mm-hmm. you know, but mm-hmm. those round out your instrument so that then you can do anything or you can damn well do any black drama that comes across the table. Um, and, uh, you know, I read the script. I knew that the B scenes, I knew I'd never seen anything like that in any film in my memory. So I knew it would stand out for that alone. And I just, I love the script. I love the dynamic and the opportunity to tap into a little uh, Phantom of the Opera kind of thing, you know, silent right. version. Uh, Right. And, uh, and Bernard Rose, who did the transposition and adapted it from Clyde Barker's uh, Forbidden, Book of the, the Forbidden, uh, did an excellent job, ingenious job of transposing, not just to America, but to Chicago, single-handedly, probably today, in today's modern world, at least, the scariest city in America, but also one of the richest cities in America with its blues and music history. Uh, you know, with our black politicians and where we come from. A lot of sport, love of sports, food, great food choices, just like Philly, you know, just like any of our modern uh, African-American destinations from my southern migration. Only, unfortunately, the kids are shooting each other. And I did a lot of interviews with people. I said, why is it now that you got so many kids shooting it? And they boiled it down to three things. A, the whole gang initiation is bullshit where you're, you're supposed to make your bones by shooting, shooting a random stranger. That doesn't work, kids. Uh, and the lack of opportunity and poverty, but that's been with us all our lives. I mean, pre-civil rights and, and post-civil rights. What else? What are the other frustrations? Lack of unemployment, black men mm-hmm. employed traditionally mm-hmm. for decades. So why now? Why, why is it all of a sudden that another black life, young, middle-aged or old, is worthless to that shooter? Uh, or they think it's going to give them some sort of cred, or they're no longer afraid of the prison system, or they think that going to prison is a graduate school. It's not. It's a it's a cycle, an endless cycle to nowhere. When um, you know, I used to do a lot of gang intervention work. I grew up in Hartford, Connecticut, which is no is just in the same pocket as every other dysfunctional hood in America. Not all hoods are dysfunctional, but the ones that are dysfunctional, you know who you are. Okay. Right. When you got drug spots on every corner, you know who you are. And when you know where the dealers are and you don't do anything about it, I'm not talking about signature folks. I'm just talking about making your neighborhood and your community one that you're proud of. So, so Candyman is part of that rich, that rich legacy that we come from and a legacy that we've yet to build or reclaim for ourselves. They're never going to give us right. our, you know, 20 acres and a mule, so let's forget about that. Let's just get our education. Choose divergent occupations. We're all part of uh, this world. I don't even look at America anymore. I look at it globally. Like this, right. you know, global reckoning. 
Well, I think that's one of the reasons why the movie is still still resonates with a lot of people. I mean, you know, along with like you know the whole horror aspect of it and, yeah. and everything like that. But I think third aspect. I think I think that 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 setting of it in Chicago and some of the you know subtle social commentary that is wrapped up in that in that story. You know that you know it, it's a shame that, like you said, near near thirty years um, removed from the movie, and it's still very present in today's society. A lot of a lot of that that same commentary. I think that's the reason why it still resonates with so many people, and I also think that's the reason why so many people still are um, even right. even still feel it and still like you know like ooh like yeah that movie like yo. That movie, that, 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 that cuts to the bone. I don't think people know the reason why it shakes them to the bone. Like, right. just like Get Out and this popularity, I think that there are three different audiences for Candyman and Get Out. Uh, and, and I hate to break it down to racial lines, but it's part of it. You know, the white, black, and mixed. Mixed being just a mixed bag culturally or whatever, not just mixed race, okay? Just mixed mm-hmm. Uh, right, right. So white folks will tell you if you ask a brother and a, and a white person in the same room, maybe with headphones on so they don't have the answers, you will get ten different answers to each question. Uh, what What is it that scares you, young man? And I'm telling you, a lot of it is deep racial drums that we're stirring up, okay? There's scenes that they cut out of the original movie because the studio, what they allowed was uh, a landmark, but what they didn't allow was a travesty because it was very clear. It was 10 minutes that they cut out the film because they thought it was too racially insensitive. Okay? Really? Uh, yeah, but it's okay that I go around, you know, sticking my, my hook in the back of, and pulling gullets out, but have a moment of intimacy with a woman of another race, now that's where the studios shake their head. Now, you wow, oh, wow. Them. Okay. So, and I've worked in this for so years. I don't give a damn if anybody says, I will never work him again. He's way too arrogant and way too intelligent and all that. We can't have it. And he's 6'5 to boot. <laughs> right. <laughs> be too much. Uh, but we get our work, so we're okay. And and, I, and if we can't go out of here saying what you really feel, then we're, we're prisoners to our own tongues. Well, that's interesting. Yeah. You, you talk about them, them cutting some scenes because I think even the, the cut – that you see, we, we even talked about it. It is striking, that relationship. Oh, we get it. We see it. We know it. But yeah. I'm just saying, people look at it from different prisms. You be, Every time I do a convention, everybody comes up to me and they say, well, 80% of them say, uh, you, scared the, you scared the heck out of me when I was a kid. We didn't make a movie for kids. Okay, for right. Uh, right. That bothered me for years. I went back to Bernard, the director, who was a friend of mine. I said, Bernard, why, why do these people think we made a children's movie? He says, Tony, just let it go. Anybody that saw this movie as a kid were affected by it, they're going to remember it forever. Okay? Mm-hmm. kind of talked me off that cliff. But this is not a, it's not a child's play, to quote another movie. This is grown-up seriousness. And you'd be surprised how many people fail to recognize which is why we had to make part two, that this man is a victim of lynching in America. Okay, we don't write down that postcard history. All right, of those, I, I went to the recent uh, exhibition uh, when it was in New York. I mean, you, every, or you guys need to go to the African American uh, Museum in D.C. I mean, we all need to yeah. cut those images out of our consciousness. Uh, so that's where he came, that's where he was spawned. He's a ghost. It's a supernatural love story. 
Yeah, I was going to ask about how you felt about the character's character being developed in mm-hmm. the next two films, because like you said, it's, it, was, it was striking to me coming back to it 20 years later, just in, in the past, not 20 years, but you know, almost 30 years, like, like how much we know about the character's backstory, but it's not right. in the first film. No, it's not. And I was wondering what no, happened in the next two that they decide to develop that story. Uh, I put my foot down and I said, I wrote the backstory uh, uh, and Bernard approved of it. And I said, you guys got to have, have this in there. They got to know. I didn't want to become all respect to all the movie monsters that people love. Right. I didn't want to be a simplistic uh, chasing people just for chasing kind of dude. And right. Okay. That, right. That he's plugged in. And he represents every person that had a shot at something greater than who where they were that had that chance taken away from them. That's who he is. That's why people are really so afraid of him. Okay? Because if we had a candy man around in today's age and time, there'd be a whole lot of people shaking in their boots. Mm-hmm. Right. That's not a threat. It's not even a veiled threat. I'm just saying. Because I yeah. know the FBI wipe listens in whenever more than two of us are having a conversation. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. I'm going to plan on running the office. Oh, that's all I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Well, all right, didn't you hear that beat just now? Did you hear that? <laughs> hey, we no, hear it no. on every one of our shows, man. Oh, okay. There we go. <laughs> we got to sweep on every one of our shows, man. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, they talk it again. They stir it up. <laughs> Mm-hmm. They talking about the spot. But he would he didn't have an electronic bull bull horn at the time, so he had to roll up his cardboard and get into the center of town and go to the juke joint and tell people, Come out and see my movie tonight. Brand new movie <laughs> starring us, about us and for us. Yeah. That's right. That's right. That's true. That's true. When you You know what I did a play about Oscar Michelle when I first moved to New York. It was called Michelle. It was a long play. Uh, we never got it past the workshop phase, but I played Michelle. Uh, really? Oh, nice. Yes, I know all this history. Because uh, there's some early photos where we resembled each other, and just uh, and I shared love of movies like he did, I hope. And uh, it was a great story. We were involved with it for about three months. And it, was a good, it was a great experience. Learned a lot. Oh, man. I'm, I'm sorry that didn't come, come to fruition. I could see... I could see his life story being, like, rich for the stage, man. The problem is it's too much. Uh, at that time, the playwright we were dealing with wanted everything in there, so it was a three-hour piece. It's too much. Mm. It's like recently, since you and I did the other play together, I did a one-man show about Jack Johnson. It was another complex. Oh, wow. Inescapable character in American history. Uh, and that's a place called Ghosts in the House. We still have it in our back pocket. We did about 25 performances, but I want to go back to it eventually at some point next year because it's a play that needs, I can bring it to uh, colleges and even some progressive high schools and, you know, spark a Q&A about why this man, why laws were written specifically against him. Against him, yes. Right, right, exactly. Uh, yeah. Just because he kept knocking people out, and that's when they yeah. had 45 rounds. Yeah. Right. Which you know, you need ten more rounds, and you can do it. <laughs> you know, you know. We're talking about Jack Johnson, though. It, it and I, I, 
you remind me that I wanted to look this up because it's only recently that, you know, for superficial reason, that, you know, number 45 pardoned uh, Jack well, Johnson. We know why he did it. We know why that happened and why Obama couldn't do it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that, I, I'm just surprised it never yeah. came up before. Well, I guess I it, it would only come up with Obama. Exactly. Yeah, it, it was on Obama's desk because we were, we were developing and rehearsing it while he was still our beloved president. Um, but he couldn't do it. It was a yeah. political hot yeah. topic. They, I would say people that lost their minds. The people that didn't even know who he was would be up in arms about it. And even when, when 45 did it, it was it was news cycle for like a half hour. But True. good news that his family got a piece of papers and that all these false charges that were leveled against their ancestor are no longer valid. And that he is the first African-American heavyweight champion of the world. And he spoke five languages and he was an inventor and a politician and a bullfighter, among other things. Right, right. Because he had to be. We are very inventive and indestructible and versatile nation of people. If we can only, if we never lose sight of that, if we keep tapping into that energy, that Wakanda forever energy. Yes. Yes. This is, what a year for us. We had uh, uh, Wakanda, uh, Black Panther and Get Out. You know? Yeah. Both yeah. Films, but, you know, <laughs> two more than we had to I mean, that's before. two more than we had the year before. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and that's a shame. Yes, but, sure uh, that. And then you roll the carpet back a little further. You can go back to Hidden Figures earlier in that, earlier last year. That's right, right. That was part of that beginning of that cycle. Absolutely. Yeah. So Definitely. you know, and Selma was part of that. You know, so there's more. This is this is a Renaissance time. You know, if you yeah. look at this, they say that there's 500 TV shows on now on all the platforms, and there's a good uh, 30% black roles on those 500 shows. I don't know the math right. of that, but. That means ten of us are working, so that's good. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm facetious. I know this is the Renaissance period. Look at this. But we have more for the second season. But we have more outlets now because you got you got uh, own. You have BET is actually you know up in the ante on some of their original programming. Um, right. Right. I'm I know that you have in the past. Yeah, we got we got Facebook Live. If everybody wants to film a gang fight. Oh, well, true that. Well, there's that too. <laughs> I know that you. Have, I know you've been to the school of Facebook. That's what it means. That's what that is. <laughs> I know you've been approached before about doing some some television. I'm surprised you haven't shown up on a on a series. You know what? I, I did, doing a regular role just honestly bores me. I'm a character actor. That's where I find my joy. I like you know. We just unfortunately we turned down three plays that just came over our table. One of mm-hmm. them, one I've always wanted to do, which is Richard the uh, Third, oh. Shakespeare Theater in D.C., but I can't do it in six months. Uh, oh. but, but that just means the next time they ask, I'm going to be ready to go. Uh, I, I don't know why. Uh, you know, I did do a couple in the last couple of years, but they only like Dead of Summer only lasted one season. Uh, okay. Uh, well, the Freeform Channel. Uh, I did season three of Scream, which was supposed to be out by now, but because it was under the wine scene company, Ooh, uh, yeah. wet. but but this cast includes like uh, D.I.G.'s son, 
R.L. Cutler, um, this uh, English black actress. It's an all-black cast, okay? Okay. Um, three of the six episodes. So eventually, I know they're not just going to squander the project. They'll probably dump it on Netflix or something, and I don't mean right. that in a bad way. Um, yeah, so, you know, every now and then, uh, like recently, I'm not going to mention the series. It begins with an S. But they want I know. to read for a father who was not only starting to experience Alzheimer's, but turns out that he had molested his daughter. And I said, oh, no, I have a daughter. No, 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 that's way too short, too truncated to be going right. down both of those roads at the same time. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. So yeah. if the role is right, if it ever presents itself and I'm ever still interested, you know, I'm open. But it's got to be really powerful. It's got to be something, you know. I gotta, I gotta wait for some uh, the the Jean Cosmo down for, for me to get interested. So I, I got you. And we both I, came I, up the same. Uh, I mentioned his name in, in all due reference. <laughs> <laughs> I have a, I have a question. I I, I want to ask you. Uh, I, I'm trying to ask like people of note when I when I get a chance to talk to them. What is the best piece of advice that you ever received? Uh, I was shooting a movie in Africa with James Earl Jones and uh, John Lithgow and Isabella Rosalini. It was called The Last Elephant. I was there for six months in Nairobi for the first time in my life. Again, mm. which, wow. Before I get to answer, it's just a, anybody who's never been to Africa, Particularly if you have African roots in you, you have to go. It's a destination. It's a must-do because everything is reversed. We grew up in America where we are used to us being in the minority. We're just used to that unless we live in the hood and then, you know, okay. But then when you go to Walgreens, CVS, whatever, you got to deal with people, right? Africa right. is completely reversed. You look at the money, it's, it's people of color on, on the bills. Everywhere you look, the statues, the, 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 the pictures of former leaders, all people of color. So once you get used to that, system and you realize, oh, wait a minute, I'm in the motherland, I'm, I'm, in the, I'm in the majority. So anyway, I'm thinking, I'm full of myself, I'm thinking the cinematographer of this particular shoot, The Last Elephant, I guess I was doing a bit too much and he came to me and says, look, Tony, you're already loaded, you're, you're a full lantern, do less. And I didn't know what he meant, because I thought I always had to, to emphasize and make sure that my existence wasn't overlooked. And I right. really, and he came back to me and says, the camera is your lover. It's in love with you. So be as gentle as possible. There's nothing that you can do that she doesn't see. And it took me about a month meditating on that, but it, it, it got to me. It says, just do less. If you're hired, you're hired because they know that it's in you. All right? So just give your simplest performance over. And I'm still to this day working on that perfection, and one day I'm going to get it consistently right where I do five movies in a row that are, that are in that wheelhouse. And there's one that's coming out that I shot I'm extremely proud of. It's called Immortal. It's a sci-fi quartet of stories about what happens if one person in a relationship is not able to die. Okay? I'll just leave mm. it. It's called Immortals. Okay. I'm very, very proud of it. Well, we'll definitely look for that. Yeah. Yeah. If you, if you, and I think you knew this from Lynn, uh, Man from Earth. Yes. Okay, so it's in that wheelhouse, but even okay, that, and I love Man from Earth, but it's, it's deeper and better, and I was in the right place in my life to do. Okay, this. excellent. Well, well, Tony, 
Well, Tony, we're going to let you go, but I'm going to let you go what? with this. Where's my money? <laughs> I knew that was coming. <laughs> so, hello? How much I beat us by in the Super Bowl? Hello? We got Dallas back. How much you beat us by? <sighs> yeah, so you don't even remember. That's what That's happened to you. You don't remember. Because I, 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 I was friend. drunk. <laughs> yeah, of course, y'all was drunk. I knew you were drunk before the first ball was snapped. Of course, I'm glad that you admitted it. For all of Philly, you were drunk. <laughs> no, 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 no. See, now here's what you don't know. Here's what you don't know. All that whole season, I did not watch the NFL out of uh, solidarity for Colin Kaepernick, right? Well, that's then, great, man. That's good. So you actually boycotted your pleasure. I, well, I boycotted, and then the then the Eagles get to the Super Bowl, so I'm well, like, yo, done it the whole thing. What the I, fuck? What makes the Super Bowl so damn special? No, I did. I didn't watch it. I didn't watch the Super Bowl either. I did not right watch on. the Super Bowl. I ain't have it on the radio or nothing. I waited for people that to tell so me, fine. and then I got fucked up. Yes. Okay, but that's. The, I'm glad that you stuck to it. That you went that whole year, you know. And thank God that Nike came to the so my boy is getting paid still. Yes, okay. please. Yes. Yes. They get rid of that bum, Eli. I called him out of his name and put him <laughs> in knows how to have some court vision. Shit, field vision. Yeah, but, yeah. Seventy sixers look good. They do. Mm-hmm. Yes, they do. So they ain't got nothing to worry about on that end. They, they, they do, but I, I ain't, I ain't going. I, I ain't going to lie. We ain't got nothing for Boston. I ain't even going to front. Boston is. Well, don't say that. The season ain't started yet. Don't say that. You don't know what's going to happen. True, true. But if you, if you, if you two boys, did, did y'all lose to the Cleveland Cavaliers about LeBron in the in the preseason? Uh, no, we we won that game. Okay, just making sure. Okay. No, we won that game. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> <laughs> Quiet, Tony. Listen. <laughs> Kevin Love said he got something for y'all, but go ahead. <laughs> I want to, I want to have you back. Thank you so much for talking to us tonight. Yeah, I really, I really do. Really I appreciate it. You know, I'm a man of my word. Come on. I know. Vince, it was a pleasure talking to you. The quiet one, the man who's a deep thinking. I like that. Write it all down, nah, brother. Nah, oh, trust me, he's on Front Street. He's on Front nah. Street. Trust me, trust me. Hey, the next time, the, the next let's, time, let's keep that. <laughs> the next time you you're like either in town or in New York, I want to try and arrange a time where we can sit down and do a proper show mission and review a black film of your choice. Yeah, awesome, awesome. Let me tell you about something that they are doing for me in New York this year. It's either the first or the second of December. But St. Okay. Corey has given me a lifetime um, lifetime achievement award in the city. Oh, that's fantastic. And I'm in the process of trying to guide them to who they should be talking to that might have some, you know, interest. So that's right down the road for you, right? Yes. I'll, yeah, I'll give absolutely. you more details as I know. How's that? Most definitely. Okay. Then, then, we, then we'll try. Let's see, see if we can't make a connection around that town, man. Let's make it happen. Okay. Yeah, yeah that, sounds, that. that would be perfect, and that would assure that I have, you know, there's more than just me in the room. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. I get nervous. I get nervous when I get surrounded by old-ass senators and shit that don't know what they hear. <laughs> Come on. All right. 
right, now all of us have had some sort of higher education. Did you ever do anything like boofing when you were in college? You know what I'm talking <laughs> no, about? No, not boofing? me. Yeah, okay, well, what you, mean, you know what boofing is? No. I'm not sure I know what boofing is. What okay, is boofing? One of the things that, that Mr. Kavanaugh, your new Supreme Court justice for the next 40 years, said that oh, he and his to do. And apparently, if you Google it, it's taking an oil funnel and pouring beer in it and putting the end of the funnel into another place. What and the f- To get you drunk or fast. Why would you... Oh, oh my God! That, so that's what they did after they won the Super Bowl. I didn't understand. Oh. <laughs> Here we go. Here we go. And on that note, yeah. <laughs> on that note, I'm gonna let you go, brother. And I'll I'll, I'll yeah. text you, Len, and let you know about details. Okay. Most definitely, please do, man. You guys can make it. I'd be honored. It'll be great. And if we can contribute, whatever they're planning on doing, it would also be great. Okay, it's yes. Sandy Campone, who used to be the editor of Fangoria. I don't know if you ever met him. No, I haven't. Uh, no, I haven't. Okay. Well, he's an Italian kid. He's, you know, he thinks he's a brother from another mother. I think his uncle worked at Sigma Sound and Philly International back in the day. So, oh, know, cool. Yeah. Cool. Okay. All right, All right then we, we will make it happen, man. I'll be looking forward to looking for that next the triple still in operation? Yes, we are. Yes, we are. We are definitely good because I'm... Information. Say hi to Tribble Nation, and when you saying you're going to be in the in the area in December, we're going to make it a whole Michelle Tribble whole thing. We're going to all try and come out and and celebrate. Will you bring a placard with Michelle's name on it? Because I can riff during my acceptance award. Yes, we will. We'll bring it all for you, brother. Thank you. Thank you so much. All right. All right, Tom. All right. Good right. right. to meet you, man. I'm yeah. looking to laying eyes on you. Absolutely. Me too. All right. God bless you guys. Uh, all right. Peace, chill. Wakanda family. Yeah. Woo.